0: Father, we thank you for this morning, and God, we just pray that you'll be with Brother Lee as he brings your word. God, give us the ears to hear, give us the eyes to see. God, we love you and praise you. It's in your name. Amen. Amen. I appreciate Kyle leading us the last several weeks. Thank you, Kyle, for taking care of us. I encouraged our worship search team. I said, y'all, y'all got some time. We have Kyle, so we're not in any kind of we can let the Lord lead us and it looks like that's what's happening and so be praying for the Bennett family as they'll be uh, adjusting to a new place with us so be in prayer for them all right so here's our worship I mean our uh, Christmas offering uh, giving uh, status for deck the cause and you can see there now these numbers represent as if after last Sunday so any kind of money that came in this week hasn't quite, it's not registered there. You can see how those numbers go. What's the total there? I think we have a goal. The, we lack uh, $6,010 to handle our goal. I believe that's right. And so uh, that's what we've got to accomplish to uh, fulfill our Christmas offering. So if you haven't had an opportunity to give or you, the Lord's laid on your heart to give some more, then you can do that and uh so not too bad i think for where we're at in the with attendance being so low and and everything going on uh you know it's just the way it is i've been really excited uh relieved to be honest with you about our finances at the church during this covid epidemic academic or pandemic whatever we're calling these days Uh, I just had no clue what was going to happen, and man, we've really been blessed. We're doing fine, and the Lord is definitely being faithful, and we're thankful. Uh, I'm going to stop. James Place is in church today. Y'all? Yep. Y'all don't know James? uh, James is a, uh, a Green Beret. Just got his beret, and all he's doing. Thanks for your service, James. We're glad you're here. Appreciate you being here uh that song's in my head now green beret da, da, da. you see, y'all sing that song or is that just kind of corny yeah <laughs> uh, the whole of the green beret. very nice all right romans chapter eight i i want you to join me in a a little uh, uh challenge for the rest of 2020 and in the first month of january for those 31 days are there Uh, join me in reading the book i mean the chapter romans 8 every single day read romans 8 every single day uh, from now until the end of january let's see what the lord does we're going to go through it look at it verse by verse and today we're going to look at the first four verses but romans chapter 8 some say one of the the best chapter in the bible others say the best chapter in the new testament Uh, however it is it's good it's important information and I think a good way to get off to a great start in the new year that's right on us now Romans chapter 8 so verse 1 so now so now means look back and so when you look back you see the teaching the theology so the book of Romans is broke up into two different parts Chapter 1 through 7 is theology, and chapters 8 through the rest of the book is practice. And so we begin now putting the theology into practice. We have discovered uh, in the book of Romans, you discover that we have all fallen short of the glory of God. We have all sinned, that the wages of sin is death. And in chapter 7, more specifically, we we, we read and see that man has a struggle with sin believers have a struggle with sin the struggle never ends there's always going to be a struggle and so in Romans chapter 8 as we just as you would have just got through reading about Paul's struggle with sin and he says it very plainly he says man I get up in the morning and I really want to do the right thing i really want to do good today i rededicate i renew my commitment i mean today i am going to do better and he says before i realize what's going on i i'm doing the exact same thing that i set out not to do matter of fact he says i'm doing the very thing that i hate and and he loathes himself over that and he speaks in terms of him being worthless and a worm and not able to figure it out and all those things but but he understood the struggle is real in there and so romans chapter eight is crucial information to being able to handle the struggle and being able to put it in the right terms and move forward so romans chapter eight verse one so now there is no condemnation for those who belong to christ jesus that's the foundation of the christian life that's where it begins that's that's where we begin to form our understanding of the christian life there is no condemnation for those who belong to christ jesus verse 2 and because you belong to him the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you It has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death the law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. Verse 4, he did this so that the just requirement of the law would be fully satisfied for us who no longer follow our sinful nature but instead follow the spirit so you see there's an adjustment from the law to the spirit three things are really important in these first four four verses about the christian life first one is security we have security the second one is we have struggle and the good news is we struggle that's good news and we'll see why here in a moment and the third thing is there is a transition from have to to want to and i'm not so sure if i wasn't given the the assignment you know to give one phrase that best describes romans chapter 8 that might be it for me a change a transition from have to to want to and that's an that's a that's a just night and day difference have to is negative have to makes us tired have to is very frustrating have to puts us in a bad spot but want to is a completely different thing altogether and that's what the spirit accomplishes in us the holy spirit comes in our lives and takes us from have to to want to let's see if we can make sense of all that first thing is no condemnation in christ belonging to christ in christ in christ means that we're saved we belong to christ means we're one of his children we're one of his disciples we're one of his followers we've been born again regenerated our sin has been forgiven there is no condemnation for us who are in christ jesus no condemnation overrides all sin overrides all behavior overrides all choices that's really important you mean to say that romans chapter 8 1 says that once you believe in christ there's nothing you can do that causes you to, to lose your standing with god absolutely that's what that means There is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. You can make a mistake. You can lose your way. You can really mess up your life, and you are in Christ. You can choose wrongly. You can choose poorly. You can abandon things. You can walk away from things. You can get fed up and and do your own thing apart from God. And because you are in Christ, the promise for us is there is no condemnation. Now, the understanding I think is really important here is understand why. What is the pragmatic nature of no condemnation? Well, first of all, it reveals the heart of God, it reveals the love of God, it reveals what He wants. It's His will, it's His world, it's what He desires. We may look at that and say, how in the world can there be no condemnation? Well, it's not our world, first of all, and we don't understand the amount of his love, the degree of his love, the degree of his holiness, and, and what he desires. One thing God knows is, God knows that in his masterpiece assignment, in his gift to the world, which is life that we have, that he understood the fall of man, he knew before and after, all during, and it's all so that we would walk in a relationship with him, and understand his heart for us, he recognized that the law was always going to frustrate his prized creation. The law was to keep him in boundaries, but it wasn't the law that was going to make the difference in people. And if people were going to experience the very best of life, there had to be no condemnation. Now, I believe that no condemnation is his heart. There was no question about that. There was no choice to be made. I don't believe that God ever set just thought to himself, well, do I give no condemnation or do I give condemnation to those who are in Christ? I think there was no chance of a choice with that. That's not his heart. That's not his character. That's not what you want to do. But since there is no condemnation in us, you know what that does? That sets us free and that gives us all the foundation to be the very best we could be, could do the very best that we can do, and experience the very best of life that anyone could experience. You see, from God's viewpoint, this is not uh, 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 something that demotivates people, that frustrates people, that that makes people not want to, but no condemnation has the opposite effect in people it causes us to want to no condemnation I'm going to do the right thing because I'm free to do the right thing and God knew when the Holy Spirit was at work in people's lives that they were going to choose to do the right thing and and for their struggles and for their habits and for their mistakes and for their sins there's no condemnation they are absolutely on solid ground. Now, if you're on a, a, a solid ground, you walk firmly. If you're on a, a ground that's not solid, that can fall away, you're very gentle in how you walk. You're taking look at every step of the way, like on thin ice or sand or quicksand or whatever it might be. But our foundation is absolutely solid, and there is no condemnation. Think of it this way. Quarterback goes into the football game, and he's told by the football coach, you're going to play quarterback today, but if you throw one interception, you're out of the game. The coach just set the kid up to fail. Every single time he throws a pass, he's thinking, am I going to throw an interception? Because if I throw an interception, I'm out of the game. Or how about this? I'm going to let you bat third today in the lineup, junior and you're going to play left field or whatever it is. But here's the deal. You strike out one time, you're out of the game. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. Every single time that poor guy goes into at to the plate, he all that's on his mind is, for gosh sakes, don't strike out. Right? Well, th- there's no security in that. Neither the quarterback or the left fielder aren't going to play their best game. There's just no way because they're not free to do that. Because they're under this, you know, sentence of make a mistake and you're out. Make a mistake, you're out. Now, here's the deal. You can be a math student and you can be in this class. But if you fail or, or make one mistake on any of the tests, you're going to have to get out of the class. You're kidding, right? No, you, those are all unrealistic expectations. And there's one thing for sure that God did was he he did not has not will not place on us unrealistic expectations because there's no condemnation so that's where we start in the Christian life man we we can't mess up we can't fail we don't lose there's no condemnation i may make mistakes along the way i may not see things correctly along the way i may disappoint god along the way I, i might ignore the spirit's work in my life from time to time but there's absolutely no failure because there's no there's no condemnation for those who are in christ jesus and so you can live that life the second thing we see here Look in verses 2 and 3. Verse 2 and 3 tells us that there's good news in the struggle. Now, you're going to struggle. That's good news. Verse 2. And because you belong to Him, the power of the life-giving Spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. So the power that sin has over us is broken in what christ has done for us on the cross now according to chapter 7 chapter 6 in paul's conversation of these things here's what we got going for us we are going to struggle and the fact that we struggle is good news the struggle is never going to end verses two and three is not saying and god never said that you have got to rise to a place of perfection Be perfect after all jesus says be perfect as your father in heaven is perfect in matthew 548 now matthew 548 that is not talking about moral perfection it's talking about complete dependence that's what from god's perspective means to be perfect in his eyes that we are completely dependent upon him he is almighty god there's there's no idolatry we are focused only on him and 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 that's what you have going on here is now because of christ in our life the power that sin has over us is broken the struggle begins there's a struggle and since there's a struggle there's good news in that. The struggle has begun. The struggle has begun. There is now a difference. There has become a change. And the change is from never involved in the struggle to now, because of Jesus, involved in the struggle. Let's take the sin of lying. Before Christ, lied at will. Never thought twice about lying. You ever, any all with that? Before Christ, lying's no big deal. Lie, lie, lie. Matter of fact, we just to get together and swap lies, try to one up each other's lies. After Christ, man, the struggle began. I don't need to lie. I don't want to lie. I want to change. I don't want to live that life. And, and, and not only is there a desire not to lie, but there is a complete freedom in the truth isn't in the truth a wonderful thing man to, to the truth of god's words a wonderful thing but the truth of just speaking the truth is a wonderful thing how you doing today i'm doing fine lie right and you go man don't lie how you doing today not real good today man not real good man i failed i made a mistake on that man i just don't feel like i've got it all together i i I just don't have the right spirit i don't have the right uh, decision making going on right now whatever it might be i'm just trying to choose some things that might register with someone but but when you just say the truth this is how i feel about the situation have a good christmas yeah mediocre all right you know well that's okay that's truth Truth liberates us and and the struggle is broken. If lying is that sin of choice, if lying is that pattern, if lying is, you know, that, that, that one sin that really has a strong hold on us with what Jesus did for us on the cross, the power of that sin is broken and a struggle begins not to sin. And one of the evidence of salvation is there is struggle. There is struggle. There's struggle with with not giving in to those particular sins, just living differently. Before Christ, no struggle. But now with Christ, there's a struggle. And, And so in the Christian life, don't listen to Satan, don't listen to religion, don't listen to church orthodoxy and those kind of things that are not biblical that say to us, that it's wrong to struggle that you shouldn't struggle after all the people that go to church are all perfect people right I mean isn't that something the reason why I don't go to church junior is because everyone that goes to church are perfect and I'm not and I don't fit in no nah, no, nah, that's not true is it we know that's not true the the church is not made up of perfect people the church is made up of strugglers strugglers they're all, we're all struggling we're struggling with something and the truth of the matter is those who are church going folks that think they're better than other people and they believe they don't struggle they're liars that's the truth it's liberating to say the truth that's the way it is and so if there's a struggle in your life that's a good thing if there's a struggle now do you need to be making progress with that struggle absolutely do we come to christ just as we are yes do we stay that way no but we begin to struggle we we have in us a desire to change and that moves us on to verse 4 Now, look, he says he did this so that the just requirement of the law would be fully satisfied for us. Now, the just requirement of the law is not breaking any of it. James tells us we break one law, we we break one commandment, we're guilty of breaking them all. That's a pretty tough thing, isn't it? But that's just. From God's perspective, that's just. Well, look, he did this so that the most the just requirement of the law would be satisfied, would be not just satisfied, but fully satisfied for us, which no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead follow the Spirit. One of the blessings of the Lord, one of the good news of God, something he's just given us is, is that that desire to please him by the law which was impossible was something we cannot do and we'll learn more and more about that as time goes on that all it was to do to guide us to a, to an understanding of our need for a savior and the old testament man he, he 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 didn't get that he didn't understand that i mean the shema in deuteronomy chapter five and six there it clearly says that the keys to the christian life is loving god having a relationship with god and living for him and 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 being obedient to him and and there was never this perfection that was set up but but the perfection was set up by man because that's what man's going to do man loves rules man loves that this is what i can do we want to be able to look at a piece of paper and say I'm good at more things than I'm bad at. I'm right on more things than I'm wrong at. I do the righteous thing more times than I do the unrighteous thing. Right? Obedient more than sinful. And as long as we've got more checks on the right side of the booklet, we feel good about ourselves and we're all, we're all right. Well, that's, that's a faulty standard. That's a, that's a, that's a false picture of that standardized test that we would have before god we just make one mistake we sin one time we we have broken all of it we are disqualified we are wrong we are condemned but god gave us his son and a whole new world is given to us and we switch from have to to want to and that's the work of the holy spirit have to i got to do better or else have to i got to be perfect or else i got to do more i got to do better i got to do more often i got to measure up I gotta be better than so and so because one of the problems with living according to the law and living according to a set of rules that is going to make you right with God is you'll find yourself very quickly realizing that it's, it's, it's failure from the onset and you can't do it and you quit along the way. And so you rationalize in order not to quit, you can, you start the comparison game. And you go to church and you look around the room and you go, oh, I'm okay today, why? I'm better than half the people there. You know, I got it made. I mean, do you know some of the people who go to our church? I'm all right. I mean, if God's going to judge anybody, it's him or her. You know, I'm smarter with my sinning, they're out in the open. You know, I, and, and so that's what happens that's exactly what happens. And in a in a religion that's law based, rule based, perfection based, works based, that's what happens. You start showing off your spiritual life, your religion. And in some religions do you have a bigger hat than others? You wear the right set of clothes than other people. You keep a, a right certain amount of laws. You, you manage sin well and really in religious circles when you got to be perfect and you've got to do all the right things at the right time man managing certain sins is where it's at and if you manage well you know when to sin and when not to sin you can have your your dark closet your dark world your dark secrets you can have all these things privately going on but manage it well don't let it show up you'll be okay and that's the way it works judges become real important in those kind of things someone that's going to look over say, you know i was i was absolved today really who absolved you you know father keith down at the church he absolved you well he said go and sit no more man i'm gonna keep on going back to keith then because if keith absolved you for these sins and you don't have to repent of these sins that's the priest i'm gonna go see so he can absolve me because i i know your sins buddy and 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 i'm pretty pretty close to i might be even topping them and so there's always going to be this maneuvering that's going to take place and the switch from the law to the spirit has done this it has switched us from having a mindset of have to i've gotta i've got to do better i've got to work harder i've got to spend more time at it i got to read the bible over and over and over i've got to pray more i've got to be more fervent in my prayer i've got to worship better i've got we my family's got to be more moral We've got to be perfect we need to wear better clothes and act better and do all these things and and it's all external and it's all on the outside and the holy spirit comes along and forgives us and places us in a right standing no condemnation and he's accomplished everything that's required for us to just be set free from the bondage of our sin from the power of sin and he gives us his holy spirit and his holy spirit works in our life and takes us from an understanding, a mindset of have to to I want to. Man and I want to is a beautiful thing. I want to. I wanna. There's a craving. There's a burden. There's a fire deep inside of me. I wanna please God. I want to say I'm thankful for what He's did for me on the cross. I want to return back some of the love and of the grace and of the mercy that he's worked in my life i wanna i want to love jesus more i want to love other people more i want to i want to read the bible i want to pray i want to i don't have to to be right with god i don't have to 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 to, to be perfect or or to, to, for God to look down and say, You're doing enough, you're all right, boy. There's no condemnation. I, I get to, I want to, I crave it. And, and that's the place God has made possible for us. That's the good news. That's the good news. The good news is no condemnation. The good news is the struggle is good news. You're struggling. You used to not struggle before Christ, but now with Christ, you struggle. When you lie, it it, it eats your lunch. When you're selfish, man, you, you don't want to be like that. There's struggles there. The struggle is real. But there is a struggle. And there was no struggle before christ and now with christ in your life there is struggle you're going to move forward because you're struggling and because there's angst in you of the struggle because you have some you have that that grieving that grieving sorrow of sin and the want to is going to replace the have to and you're going to be able to move forward and be who god wants you to be and that is a beautiful Beautiful heart. A beautiful heart. So, Romans 8 1 through 4 tells us three things that are really important. We got it good. We are secure. We got it good. The struggle is good news. We don't have to beat ourselves up over the struggle anymore. We need to celebrate the struggle and move forward. Enjoy the struggle. Enjoy the journey. We're going to make it, man god's at work in us i now struggle and allow the holy spirit to transition that have to mentality to want to with god you can strike out with god you can throw an interception with god you can make mistakes with god you can you can fail and everything is good no consequences I'm sorry, no condemnation. Sometimes there's consequences. The struggle is a good thing. And those, those thoughts of want to is a work of the Holy Spirit in you. And if you're in Christ, you've got those thoughts. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. Security, struggle, in the transition from have to to want to help us lord to to trust you today trust your words father to to understand what you've laid down for us today in this scripture help us to live it out help us to hear it believe it and live it out in jesus name amen